What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the man, Eddie, your name, Ace Five from the Star Five Podcast. And what I need y'all to do right now is hit up the Star Five Podcast.com. And right on that homepage, click that link that says become a patron. Because for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this show that you love so much. And also, we have other opportunities within our Patreon account to where you can advertise with us for as little as $10 a month, where we'll shout you out every episode or for $20 a month we will give you a separately recorded advertisement promoting whatever you like and for $40 a month you'll get everything that the $20 tier gets you plus you get to produce a segment on our show so make sure you hit up the starfiveshow.com and hit that patreon link now The star, star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the beat. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Crown the kings, crown the kings only. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying around the field. Starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. No hot to death, oh yes. These other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always this season if people start five, start five We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you need, if the sports news you see We don't waste time, we talking cause we live it We got what you need, yeah. we going in on three Run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you need, What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Star 5 Podcast. What I need y'all to do now is hit up the Starting5Podcast.com. That's where you'll be able to find all of our podcast streaming links, our Instagram, our merch link. You can even become a patron right at the front page. And also, you can leave us a voicemail at 929-352-6219, and we'll play your voicemail on the next episode. New episodes released every Thursday. What up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. And we are back with the newest episode of the Starting Five as always, I got to say what's up to my main man and my co-host. What's going on, y'all? What's up, man? How you feeling, brother? We chilling. We chilling, man. And if y'all, if y'all don't see, we got a full house tonight, except for one person that can't get his video right. Uh, TJ's not with us tonight. You know, my, the brother's got to make some money. But first up, as y'all can see, man, we got, I think we got the whole population of Willenboro, New Jersey in the building. First and foremost, we got to give up to probably the second oldest man in the business. JJ, what's going on, good brother? 
Hey, yo, what's good? What's going on? Hello, fellas. Always want to do a show with all you guys. We're here. Shout out to Reniti Wine. Oh, yes. Shout outs to me opening up the bitches, bro. Yes, sir. Dogfish head, Miles Davis. This is a few years old. Let me test to see how to taste this thing. Oh, yeah, this shit's on point. That's it. <laughs> but as we've seen the, my my Eagles brethren that had the jersey hanging up in the background, we got the homie Senior Estes. What's going on, good brother? They call me Senior because I'm the oldest nigga here, monkey. Senior because you got the most grays rocking too, for real. I'm the oldest one here. I hold it down for everybody across a way. How well, you about know, it? Let's well, get it. Well, it don't matter how old you are. You know, on this show, JP is the oldest nigga in the world. Here we go. And you see, that nigga's wading in the water underneath his face in the picture. <laughs> Here we go. Man, go eat a buffet. Go eat a buffet dinner somewhere. I would if they opened them again. But last but not least, the voice you're gonna hear, you won't be able to see his face during the show tonight. The gold medalist himself, Lamont. What's going on, good brother? What's up, my peeps? Y'all good? Yeah, what's up, Mont? Yo, what's the Why? deal? What's the deal, fam? Oh, nothing much, brother. Nothing much. Shout out to smack y'all asses on this sports talk shit today. Oh, we definitely gonna fight for this. <laughs> well, 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 this, this. We're gonna make up some shit to fight about since y'all brothers is all here. But uh, shout out to Hollis in the in the chat. He said John Polk looking like Ed too tall right now. <laughs> yeah, I see him. I see the ball clapper Sammy J in here as usual with his corny ass jokes. Not Yo, funny. Sammy J, my funny. dude. <laughs> Sammy J, cool as shit. Yeah, big ups, to, big literally big ups to Sammy J, looking like the preacher's fucking son. Uh, <laughs> Sam, 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 all of Sammy's picture looks like he's a deacon bodyguard. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> big ups to everybody in the chat right now, though. Jules Gabriel, uh, my homie from Sanitation, homie Phil Trombetta. Hollis, Sammy J, you know. Yeah, thanks, oh, y'all. How you how you feeling, dog? I'm all right, man. I'm good, man. How, uh, you know, it's it. How's your family? Same, How's your same shit, different toilet. You know, we we you know me and the wife we work every day. You know, we you know we we uh, uh, the lab the label that's been going around. We are essential workers. Indeed, indeed. No, so you know we got we we still fortunate enough out here to be collecting checks unlike those who've been able to sit home like jj the teacher collecting checks how is that <laughs> now 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 as uh, now that i have a teacher meanwhile, i have i have i have three school age girls how has it been for you finishing the school year with this e-learning at first we started um teaching monday through friday we gave it work every day and two weeks ago, we went to an A plan and B plan where give out work, say, Sunday and just do Wednesday. But other group, you give it out Monday and just do like Thursday. So it's like three assignments a week now. So it's real laid back and cool now. But um, the thing I'm worried about the most is that the kids who either got sick 
where kids are not getting fed because of um, you know, socioeconomics because you know, a lot of moms and dads you know got laid off of work, so a lot of worries about that right now. Yeah, yeah, man, shit yeah. sucks, man. But for Dog, the most why are your part, eyes like, poking out of your head, John JJ? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, dog. I don't like know. the Exodus is some shit. <laughs> you know what? Damn. You can't, you can't see your sorry ass right now. That's messed up. That's jacked up. That's cool. I can see you, though. Fucking catching <laughs> Exodus eyes, ass, and shit. You mentioned, Go ahead, though. Hey, you, mentioned, you mentioned his eyes like that. I think he's seeing the camera for you. That's cool. That's jacked up. <laughs> but anyway, Kev, Kev, how's everything been with you? What's that? I said, how's everything been with you? Oh, man, everything is cool. <laughs> same, yo, different city, same thing. Everything, king, ding, a lang, Pause on all of that. Definitely pause on all of that. Lamont, how's everything with how's everything with you? And uh how is uh how is also to speak to how Jace has been handling this situation uh with classes outside of school and all that? I mean, college is different. College has been in effect where you you can do learning on you, you know, you can do classes online for forever in, right. in college. Well, not forever, but at least the last decade or so in college, they've uh, they've had that. Well, everybody, everybody's good here. You know what I'm saying? Just dealing with this madness like like everybody else. Um, as far as Jace and my son Jacoby, man, they just they're basically in their rooms, man, are in the office doing their homework, man. It's just driving them crazy because they're missing the social piece of it. But um, you know, they getting it done, man. They they focusing on what they gotta do and and you know, just making the best uh out of this situation. Cool, cool, man. But everybody though, everybody health wise. Uh, all around oh, yeah. is good. Right? Everybody's good. Yeah, everybody is good. Good, 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 man. Yeah, because I mean, these times are still trippy. It's just crazy. But like I said, man, got to think and speak on the positive. Everybody that I work with that had that had a case of the Rona came back and has been healthy. Everything's been good. So. You know, that's the positive end. I got to, once low. again, on our show, though, I have to give rest in peace to uh, a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention names, but I, it's a friend of mine. JP knows uh, knows one of the friends. I'll tell you, I could tell you about it off air, but rest in peace to uh, my friend's pops. Her, her father died from complications of the Rona uh, last yeah. week, so... And, yeah, man. The dude was a fighter. The dude was a fighter, and he he fought until couldn't fight no more. Unfortunately, man. Great guy, great human being. Rest easy. Rest easy to everybody who lost their life. Like, unfortunately, first time we got to get into. Rest in peace to Shad Gasper, WWE wrestler. Um. Just recently lost his life uh, in a in a somewhat of a swimming accident, and as it says here via ESPN, body found on the beach identified as missing former WWE star Shad Gasper. Um, you know, I believe the word is he was out with his son in the ocean swimming in California, and saved his son 
but got lost in the tide somewhere. And today his body was found washed up along the shoreline. Oh, so rest in, rest in peace to him. Jeez, oh man. Yeah. Hey Kev, you know who he was? Remember that that tag team called Crime Time? Remember them? Yeah. I re I completely remember who they were. Um, yeah, he was, was he was one of those dudes. Yeah, I was reading an article on the um, search party about them. Um, I believe it was last night, and I thought it was still on some like he could still be you know out there or whatever. Um, I ain't yeah. know today that um, they concluded so. Rest in peace to him and his family. That's a shame. Yeah, man, for real. I mean, Definitely, man. It sucks. It, it sucks losing anybody, you know, and especially in these crazy ass times when all the news wants to do is give us death tolls. I mean, now they're trying to tick mm -hmm. things up and talk about, you know, how places are reopening and stuff like that. I know. Hey, yo, Mayor, yo, yo, yeah. Mayor, question. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Okay. Let me ask you that right there about that. Do you like view that as a terroristic, you know, terroristic threat? What? As far as like constantly pumping up the whole death toll numbers and all that, like pretty much causing terror terrorism, like no, terror, like, like terrorism, like that's not death. You know what I mean? Well, it's the whole not entire inciting terror. I would say, yeah, I, I you you kind of phrased it bad for what for what terrorism is. It's, it's not that. I mean, we could. That's why I'm asking. I, I, I'll say it like this: the terrorism yes. that is going on in today's society right now behind the corona is the bullshit the, that's the, going on in the places like Michigan, where you have the white. I mean, with the media. With the no, media. you mean I'm no? So well, sorry. yeah, you're talking about fear mongering, not terrorism. Yes, and absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, at the in the beginning of it all, that's to me on the news. That's a lot of what it was. But like I said, but when you want to talk about terrorism, terrorism that's going on during the Corona times is the homegrown terrorists that are up there at the, at the state buildings and stuff in Michigan with their big ass guns. Marching on their Capitol building steps, talking, demanding that everything gets reopened. But with the media part, you said what was the phrase? It was fear mongering. Yes. Okay, just so I can pass, you know, what I'm saying amongst my people right there is a strict question. So I appreciate your answer. Thank you so much for that. That's I what's mean, up. That's what's we got up. again. We got it. We got an educator in the house. What says you, JJ? Man. It's been real deep, like over Facebook. You know, all my people's on Facebook, but um, yeah, it's a lot of fear being transmitted. One thing you guys better think about, which you know, some folks been talking about, our natural rights have been deprived because of this um coronavirus. Life and liberty has been deprived in some places in the United States. Something to think about. Yeah, and I guess in some respects, yeah, you know, because if we want to get all conspiracy theorists with it. And I'm talking like irrational conspiracy theorists with it. Yeah, we can say things like, uh, you know, like, you know, they 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 enacted something to where if they wanted to do this again, but for more bullshit, like legit, not legit reasons like this, but bullshit reasons. Now they know how to do it. 
Hey, but it's crazy because unemployment is at 15% right now. And the only time it's been higher besides this time is um, the Great Depression when it's at 25%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's absurd. Well, yeah, and it's it's unfortunately it's tied to this this virus. It's tied to this virus because again, we live in such a capitalist society that everything is about money. Everything is about making money. So yes, people got laid off, furloughed, things like that. But a lot of a lot of people just because of this, because of staying home, and they have to worry about their income. And in some respects, rightfully so. They got to worry about maintaining money and funds to keep their business afloat. They unfortunately, it unfortunately cost people jobs. But then we got to think about it like this. Those same jobs that fired people, right? Now they're going to have to go out and try to get another workforce. Yeah. How, how quick are these people going to want to come back? You fired me this time. Why should I respect you enough to want to come back and work for you? Mm. You need you need employees now. Guess what? Some of y'all are the same people who was like, you know, get these Mexicans out this country, this, that, and the third. But guess where you might be turning to for people that need jobs? It's just True. a level that I'm thinking about right now that it's like, you know, we all know we all, we got them in every city, every area that, you know, there's the quote unquote air quotes illegal immigrants that live everywhere that people mm -hmm. pick up right off the side of the road to do day jobs and shit like that. So a lot of these employees, guess what might have to happen? They might have to go to those same people that they was just preaching, get out my country not too long ago to say, Hey, I'm sorry. Come work for me, please. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know, to, to be fair at one time <laughs> under, un, unfortunately under Trumpito's, uh, under Trumpito's reign as president, he did have unemployment numbers low, but that was, yeah. that was that was years ago. That was years ago. Now, now he's looking fucked up in the game. But as dumb as this country is, he's about to do another four years. No, I disagree. I disagree. I got two historical examples. I disagree. I hope you hit me because I I want the education on this because. The way this yep. thing is swinging, and this guy, crazy, He's out crazy of here. Joe ain't crazy. Joe ain't uh, crazy. Joe ain't looking too impressive right now. Uh, first example, Herbert Hoover. Okay. Herbert Hoover had probably the greatest credentials ever to become president, and especially um, managing stuff during World War One wow. with um, with um, feeding the Europeans after the war. He became president, and when the depression hit, he thought big business was going to fix it. Mm -hmm. So he was last six days ago in his um approach. Um, to the depression and FDR kicked his ass. Mm. Second example, George Bush, George Bush the first. After the Gulf War, he looked great. A recession hit in America and Bill indeed. Clinton cleaned his clock. True indeed, the last one-term president we had. Yes. Yeah. 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 So Trump, it doesn't look good. Historical examples, it doesn't look good for um President 45. I don't know why I said the devil's name. President 45 is, is out of here. It is what it is. But uh shout outs to JP's we'll brother Mike. We'll he says most most of those jobs are never coming back. They will find how to do more with less. And that much I agree because a lot of corporations out question. there have been Stop trying question. to work out ways to do more with less for the last decade or two. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we're seeing a lot mm -hmm. more things automated, a lot of things robotics wise are coming into play. Hell, let's just take our toll booths for instance. See now some of y'all that are in Jersey and stuff, 
there's still toll booth operators on the turnpike and stuff like that. But come up my way, come to Staten Island and shit, where you got the Outer Bridge, Gothos Bridge, Garazano Bridge, all the bridges, Bayonne Bridge. They eliminated the toll booths, which in some respects, if they didn't move them into like their like officer jobs in a way, that eliminated a number of jobs that would that was an honest living toll collector jobs. So this has been a wave for business for a while now. Do a lot with less shit. When we go shopping to these places that have like a hundred registers, take a Walmart or something. They got a fucking 30, 40 registers, only keep five open. But then they last have itself. Last year when I went to London, last year when I went to London, that was one of the most first shocking things to see. There are no cashiers, nothing like that, on these yeah. tiny ass little so-called self aisles. It's all automated across yeah. the board. They're yeah. tiny as hell. It's very, it's kind of confusing, but very hectic in yeah. small space. And they go ahead and keep on coming at you to get the fuck out the store. <laughs> That's, <perfect. laughs> That's, that. That's what the US is going towards. <laughs> but anyway, enough of the enough of the serious talk. We're supposed to be having fun tonight. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Mm. So absolutely we got we gonna we gonna get right into this bullshit right here. Why I lose sound? I don't know. We hear you. We're gonna get into this bullshit right here, right now. Your mind still on mine? I mean the cuss. I'm here, bro. I'm here. Uh, we could we could cuss. Shout out to the homie monk Will Strickland out here. Yo, Mike Allstat is drunk. Yeah, well, let's 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 go through this shit real quick. Mike Allstat said this is the dumbest <laughs> shit in the bill in the world, and I agree. Whoever made this list is trolling the fuck out of everybody. First Mike Allstat. Mike, Mike Allstat wrote that. Chill, chill, chill. Hold on a second. So let's go through this. Some asshole made a top twenty-five NFL. Shut runner. up, monkey. Of all time list. Yeah. Barry Sanders, number one. See, now that's something I would personally agree with. Barry Sanders is my favorite running back of all time. But it no. is. Shut up for a second. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm sorry about that. But um, Walter Payton, number two. Emmett Smith, number three. Adrian Peterson, number four. Frank Gordon, number five. Earl Campbell, number six. OJ, seven. This list right here almost made me, this person right here almost made me throw my phone. Tiki Barber, number eight. Now, out of this whole dumbass meme, right? Can y'all tell me the discrepancy with Tiki Barber at number eight and what you're seeing on this whole image? Lamont, oh, hold on. Lamont, can you tell me what's wrong with this picture? Say it one, one with Tiki Barber on here. Well, Tiki Barber, well, Tiki Barber on the list, period, but he's at number eight. But look yeah, at the whole, they got, look at they the got, whole got, yeah. I just said, look at the whole image and tell me what's wrong with that. How do I do this? Do you, do you see it? That's not Tiki Barber. <laughs> Thank you. They that's put Ronde a picture Barber. of Ronde Barber. <laughs> yeah, that's not even Tiki. That's Ronde. They put it. <laughs> so that right there told me this whole list was trolling. They got Dorset, Mike. See now, Mike Allscott. He's he's a legend out here, in my opinion. One of the best. Maybe one of the best fullbacks ever. Is that too? Paul, Paul Horning, number 11. Jim Brown at 12. Atrocious. That's, 
That's that's ridiculous. Well, we're gonna get to you next, JP. Marshawn Lynch, 13, 14, Portis, Larry Zonka, 15, Roger Craig at 16, Marshall Falk at 17, Jerome Bettis, Edron James, Dickerson, Gail Sayers, Amon Green made this list. Fred Taylor made this list. And Deuce McCall. I y'all see the list. JP. This list was definitely made by a dumbass troll. Hey, but can I but can but can I can I say something real fast before we talk about this? Yeah. He was effective in Ooh. doing this because whoever did this, because yeah. we're even we're sitting here talking about this dumbass list. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't even really even worthy to be talking about. And we're talking about this dumbass list. So it was yeah. effective. Yeah. So it was effective. I guess. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> like obviously Gilberto says list should have never been discussed. I'm out. <laughs> well, peace out. You can watch the replay later if you want to leave us. Uh Alan said, I guess y'all said fuck Terrell Davis. We didn't make this list. And then he asked, Where's Sean Alexander? Nah. I mean, JP, obviously this was a troll list, but what what <laughs> just have at it. Just this was just for fun. I thought I brought it up. Just happened. That's Curtis Martin. Damn. Where's Curtis Martin? Eric Dickerson at number 20. Are you kidding me? Eric Dickerson is easily top five or seven running back of all time. Jim Brown, Paul Horning in front of Jim Brown. (laughs) Paul Horning shouldn't even be nowhere near this damn list. I mean, you got Deuce McAllister in here. Deuce Deuce McAllister? I'm on green? Man, I again. Yo, somebody was smoking dope when they were doing this. Yeah, this was uh some sound. This was a this was a dope head list, but we just had to talk about it for fun. I some sound. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you. Fuck out of here, old niggas in technology. <laughs> what the fuck? Call at the board, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my guy is killing me. Kev, you good? Kev, you good? That motherfucker's desktop, bro. He's the only one in America that still uses the desktop. Well, senior, senior love daddy will come right back in a minute as soon as his radio station is up. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but anyway, though, we got to get into we're going to go right into the last dance. Um, It wrapped up just this week. Last two episodes. The weakest of the two, I mean, the weakest of the 10, in my opinion, the last two episodes uh, before we get into the overall of the, the the whole documentary. What were your thoughts, JP? I'll start with you. What was your thoughts on these last two episodes? Um, they were all right. Last two episodes, um, it was stuff that we already knew about. Um, they were they were okay, man. It was okay. Um, man, Mike though, Mike was something else. We already knew about. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. Exactly, man. Um, that's basically what I got. You know, stuff we already knew about, but Mike was Mike was something. 
Yeah, this, I mean, the last two episodes for me, again, it, it told a story about Steve Kerr that I didn't know about. So it, I got educated on that. But the way they went was literally like, it to me, it was like, okay, they finally caught up to fully talking about the 98 season as they were supposed to have been. Because this documentary was supposed to be about the 98 Bulls team. And lo and behold, it came out to be about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. <laughs> and that's what that's literally how the, the documentary played out. Lamont, what was your thoughts on these last two episodes? Yeah, it's, it was that's what it was for me. Um, you know, Mike's one of my one of one of my favorite athletes. So, you know, I'll say that. So a lot of that stuff, man, people I've been following Mike since he was at North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Through through my cousin Phil Ford, who went to Carolina as well. So a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I kind of knew. So I would have liked to know more about what happened with Scotty. I would have liked to know more about, like you said, about the 98 Bulls, you know, because for someone like me, you know, like pretty much knew all this stuff. Now, you don't you don't really know. The one good thing that I can say is it kind of lets you know how Mike was wired. Mm -hmm. um, you know, through those episodes, it, it, it kind of it kind of lets you know how he was, was wired and what really made him. I guess who he is, but yeah. I, I think for me, I would have liked to, to, to dive into more of the bulls and in fairness, it's only probably like about four of them or five of them that I kind of would have liked to, to know about, you know what I'm saying? Cause I would have liked to know a little bit about Ron Harper. Cause yeah, you, he yeah. used to be that dude until he got hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he played for, for Cleveland, he was that dude. So I would have liked to, to, to know a little bit more about some of the other players, but it was all right. And I mean, and before before we get onto the thing overall, once again, JJ, the last two episodes, your feelings on them? All right, one, Mike got poisoned. We thought it was flu, but he went through food poisoning from Jackass at the pizza shop. I was like, <laughs> damn. Five people delivering pizza? Yeah, they're about to get them. Actually, they got them. So I was like, wow. Um, man, Mike talking shit to um, Larry Bird. He's like, fuck you, bitch. The Wilkins golf game, <laughs> talking shit to Larry Bird and got away with it. I was like, "Wow!" But Man, and he and and how do you say "fuck you, bitch"? And he won that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, game right. seven. That's that's a yo. I took an L. Fuck you, bitch. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, you, bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then told him and then told him like, "Joy," he said, "You have plenty of time to practice your golf swings this summer." Yeah, yeah. He yo. told that to Reggie hey. Miller. <laughs> he told that to but Reggie yo. Miller. I think. I will tell y'all what pissed me off, and I hope we get there eventually too. I will tell you what episode did it pissed me off a lot, and actually, me and one of my boys kind of got to a heated debate about the whole Isaiah Thomas thing. Oh man! Because wow. I think I think no matter how much he was an asshole, that some may say, he had a right to be on the Olympic team. A hundred percent. And when and when people and when people talk about he wasn't on the team because he was an asshole, last check. I didn't think like criteria of being an asshole check the box to make an Olympic team. And you know, you know what I'm saying? so, 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 so that was, so that, that really, really bugged the fuck out of me to hear why he wasn't on the team and, every, and everything kept, kept coming back to his character. And I'm like, well, that doesn't check the box. That's not, that's not a, a, a cr criteria to being an Olympian is that you have to be, you know, you can't be an asshole to be on an Olympic team. And you have and you have firsthand experience of what it takes to make one. 
So I, mm-hmm. I, I totally rely on that experience. But when we when you speak of that, because we'll go now we're going to go into the whole history of the project and all that, uh, the timeline of the project. Michael Jordan was the supreme asshole. And it was it was laid out. It was laid out by way of, oh, that was his intensity. That was his will to win. That was his drive. That was this. That was that. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago with the whole moving of the goalposts that gets done in discussing Michael Jordan and his greatness. Certified legend. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You want to call him the greatest ever? Fine. I can let you have that. I've, I've been saying it on this show for the past few weeks. He is the greatest player of the 90s, hands down. In NBA basketball, in my opinion, it's too difficult to name one overall greatest player because of how the game has evolved and changed roughly decade after decade after decade after decade. That's fair. And let Michael Jordan be that vocal guy now in the thing, and I guarantee you more members of his team would want to fight his ass more than him poking at the small white guy and Steve Kerr and hitting him more than more than Bill Cartwright having to shut him down talking about you talk about me like that again and I'm gonna break your legs type of shit you know so there 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 has always been a way that you talk about and I'm most of y'all have played team sports in some sort of a level there is a way you talk to people there isn't we all came up we're all well, I'm the youngest here, no disrespect, but we all came up at in that era of playing sports where, yeah, you got the toughest of tough love, but it just wasn't like you bitch, you punk, you this, you that, this, that, and the third. People were scared to confront Mike. Let's just keep it real. People on that team were probably scared to confront Mike. So they let him go. Yeah, yeah, talk, talk, whatever they, whatever they wanted to say. And then... Let him have his way, but yet this is the best player at that time. Following the man's lead, you know, it's it's almost like people cower down to, all right, you got it. You know, I'm not going to try to cross you, but I think if there was the same way in today's time amongst some of these players, yeah, I think a lot of cats would have not let him have it. Like how Udonis Haslam came out and said it, like, yo, like I would have punched that man in his face, type of shit. You know, I don't know how y'all feel about that. JJ, you want to take it? I mean, there's an alpha male on every successful team. Hundred percent. I mean, how Mike ran it is now how Magic ran it. It's now how LeBron runs it. Now Kareem ran it. It's now Wilt ran it. I mean, Mike ran it differently than pretty much all the great players. And if you look at the composition of Mike's team, I mean, he knew who to talk to, who not to talk to. And you take example, Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright was a softie. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bushler and Steve Kerr and Jim Pack, well, I mean, John Paxson, their brothers. Um, you know, he picked on them. He knew who to pick on. He was a bully. You heard what Horace, you heard what Horace Grant said. <laughs> Horace Grant was like, yo, Mike, you know, as far as that whole thing with the Food incident. He said, yeah, it happened. But me and Mike, I, I talked to Mike about that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing I wanted to get into before I throw it back to you, JP. The Horace Grant situation that's going on right now behind this and how he was, because, I mean, in respects, we got to kind of respect what he's saying. And if you want to believe him, you can believe him or not. Mm-hmm. And say Because he was there. And was mm-hmm. saying how, like, a lot of the documentary just wasn't true, though it was being told from Michael's truth. So we got to give it that respect. A lot of shit was being told from Michael's truth. But the point that was coming up with Horace Grant was the whole, there was, there was a legend that Mike called him a snitch. And Horace Grant was just like, if anybody was a snitch, it was MJ. And let's remember how they described it in the first two episodes when he was a rookie, came into the thing, walked out, walked back, you know, walked in the room when it was a drug haven and then walked right back out and then let people know and shit. So you're going to call a man a, like, again, as I like to say, the pot calling the kettle a nigga. <laughs> it was a pot calling the kettle black situation. How you going to be, just because you perceived as the man, how you going to call this man a snitch when it wasn't true, but you have a history of doing the same thing. That's why I said in the comments, I agree that I'm with Horace Grant. Not just because, you know, on the court, I was an MJ hater, but when you mm-hmm. look in perspective of what was being said, JP, I mean, where was he wrong in calling him a snitch back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't think he was wrong at all. Why does Horace Grant have a have a reason to lie? That's another thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I I, I mean, ah, man, you could just tell Mike and, and Mike really got on a lot of people's nerves. Mm-hmm. You know, they would they would mention him and Barkley with school for 20, 30 years. They had a falling out. Yeah, they said Mike doesn't over like a comment person. over a comment about uh. <laughs> Something going on when Mike owned uh, Charlotte. Yeah, he owns Charlotte now. Yeah, about him being right. being not a good owner. What's the truth? I mean, there were some mistakes he made. Maybe he's still learning stuff. He did get him to the playoffs a couple years, but you know, so, I mean, you know, criticism comes with that. I mean, you know, I think sometimes it's like I say, Michael Jordan, definitely top three player of all time. If you want to say he's the greatest, definitely you. you you could make a strong case for that. I mean, you know, on the court, off the court with the branding and stuff like that. There, but I think sometimes people put him on a godlike level. And that's my biggest problem is, oh no, this is God walking in here. You know, we, we can't, you can't say anything about what? Right. Yeah, man, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that and that there to me is that there to me is a part of the problem with the whole Jordan mystique. It's just like you you can't you can't say nothing bad about him because just because he won just because he was a winner because he went six for six and done a number of things this that and third that he's infallible like you can't say nothing bad about him but right in in some respects this documentary it it i mean it it made me actually appreciate him as a human being a lot more because it also exposed his flaws more. It let us know. But again, it's it's to, like you just said, people putting him on this pedestal, besides just being the best basketball player, 
people are putting him on the pedestal of being just infallible. You can't do nothing wrong. He, you can't say nothing wrong about him. It's just, it's it's JJ. You look like you want to say something, but it that's I'm, the only I'm good. Okay, I, 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 so, I, I got it, something it to show, say. It shows. I got, I got it something. shows. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. It, go ahead, Lamar. To, to me, what, what this showed me is that, you know, we have to put things into perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what it showed me is that, man, he's an athlete. You know what I'm saying? He he's he's an athlete. That someone who is gifted as hell in his craft. Mm-hmm. But he's still without flaw, right? So I think sometimes I think sometimes we have to we have to put those things into perspective of saying, "Hey, this is just Michael Jordan, the basketball player." You know what I'm saying? Like, a guy that's really gifted, because with that, you know, there's a lot of expectations, and and he said that, you know, he catches a uh, he catch a, a, a lot of flack, and I know some people kind of tell says, you know, what he should do what he shouldn't yeah. have done, what he should have yeah. done with the politician. I get it. He's saying, you know, and, and sometimes I, I think that every athlete is not built that way. You, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, whether exactly. you have that platform or not, you know what I'm saying? You can't expect athletes to do that. And, and you know, the one thing he said, he goes, man, I, I'm a basketball player and, and I just wanted to work mm-hmm. on my craft. So I, mm-hmm. I just think that that what it, what it showed me is that we as fans, we have to learn how to differentiate the two and put things into their proper perspective. And that's- and you know what? I let me let me just say this. I agree with Mont because we had this conversation on Sunday, and like I said, like I've told him and Kev on Sunday, like you know, he said he was a basketball player. Jordan did say that. You know, I mean, look, if you've never spoken out on social issues or been a social activist, how do you expect somebody all of a sudden to do that? But that, mm-hmm. maybe that might that might not be their forte, so to speak. Everybody's not going to be Ali, Tommy Smith, John Carlos, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Carl, 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 yeah, exactly. Carl spoke on a lot of things too. Or exactly. Fast forward it today, LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, and LeBron, and LeBron James, like you said, he was a basketball player, and you know this myth was going around. Oh, Jordan divested in prison. Stop it. It was Michael Jordan, a white dude. Who happened to be a billionaire who invested in prisons? But people believe that running crap conspiracy theories for years that Mike invested in prisons and stuff. And Mike told you on 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 the documentary that he did donate to to um I forget the brother's name who ran against Jesse Helms. He did donate money, but he did not know what was going on. And he said he even said about the Republican thing as a joke. Right. So you got to look at it from that point of view as well. He was hard to do that. He's a basketball player. Not a not an activist or a politician. Right, right. And that's see, and that's where that this the part that I wanted to mention was with the whole um the comparison thing. Because all people can do with this situation here was just use it to try to find reasons to bury LeBron James. When uh, somebody posted up, somebody that. posted up a um uh, uh, well, no, actually, shout out to Will again. He posted up to me today where somebody was talking about how, oh, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan was better than Magic Johnson and blah, 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 blah. Why can't these two both be great winners? Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, why can't these two be great winners? It's and it, and it goes the same thing with LeBron. Why the fuck? 
do you need to have his name in your mouth every time you mention Michael Jordan? It's yep. not necessary. LeBron and it's an unfair thing, comparison. It, it is un unfair comparisons, mainly because, again, one, this is why this is why I mentioned before how you can't have one overall greatest ever because one, our youth skews opinions no matter what. It skews opinions in sports, definitely in hip hop, and a number of other things. What we went through in our TJ's in our teenage years always in conversation, I don't care who you are, is always been our era of our youth has been the best era no matter what. So because we lived in the time of Jordan, people automatically think, but then dismiss and make all these goalpost-like moves to dismiss Luau Cinder, who as, mm -hmm. JP, as JP posted up and I was waiting for somebody to make the meme, he was the only man with two names to win championships. <laughs> you know, but how do you, you know, this guy was a multiple time defensive player of the year. MJ once multiple times, 15, just 15 time all-star as a Laker alone. Got Milwaukee of all teams, a championship. Like, so how do you dismiss that? How do you dismiss a Bill Russell who got 11 championships, 10 as a player, one as a player coach? How do you dismiss that? Oh, you want to say, oh, well, this guy played against six foot five white guys at his position, this, that, and the player who's in front of oh, you. Exactly. You play who's in front of you. Bill Wilp still Wilp still holds 72 records. Play was in front of you. I, I, I tried to. And I tried Joe to Russell get just in. Happened to be in his way, unfortunately, for a lot of. I tried, and he was the only man to stop him in the '60s. Was Will for a whole decade? But you know, I try not to. You know, I, I get caught up in that stuff, but I try not to, especially with what's going, what happened with Kobe and everything about who's the greatest and yada yada yada. But we we gotta appreciate players the way they are, the, the way the way they are. You know how mm -hmm. our people are, though. We want to compare everything. You don't hear exactly. white folks sit up. You don't hear white folks sit up here and say, "Oh, this, that, the third about this one or that one." But we always okay. want to compare they to this, do. this, and that. They, they do, they do. But it's just but like about Jason, baseball or something. Like say, Jay, mm -hmm. Jason Spencer, shout out to Face Mob and Happy Birthday again. Yeah, I see. Said, yeah, Happy Birthday. I see what he said. Yeah, he says somebody has to be the best. Yes, yeah, somebody that can be the best of an era. And that's why with basketball, because again, like we mentioned LeBron James, eight straight appearances to the finals. Yeah, he lost in the finals, but he still got three rings. So that that gets diminished just because he lost. But yet again, MJ got six and went six, six, you know, undefeated for six. But there are people with more championships who went undefeated than MJ. And they don't want to. They don't want to tell you that MJ lost to Orlando in '95. And then when you tell people that, oh, well, you know, MJ was just coming back. Okay, y'all would say that we dropped 55 in the garden. Y'all no, wasn't was, saying that. It then. was. It was. They cooked. He cooked the Knicks, and that's all it is. That's all it is. And I, oh, and, and, and like I say, I will always mm -hmm. say this. I will always say this. If Dennis Rodman did not sign with the Bulls, there would have been no second three P as far as I'm concerned. They needed a rebounder. Michael Jordan wasn't going to get you 15, 20 rebounds a game. His right. job was but to Jesse, score. But, but, 
But JB, JP, I gotta push back a little bit. That's that. That's that. What if kind of mentality? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So we we can we can kind of argue that all day. What if? What if? I mean, the fact is, he was there. The fact is, they won. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's just the thing. If if okay, if Michael Johnson would have ran with us, we'd have broke the world record. You know, what I'm oh, saying? no, no doubt about it. I mean, so no he did. About it. So it ha- it played out the way that it played out. So I I think, man, we just really need to just learn how to appreciate all these errors, man. And you know you're right, and, 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 that's, and that's you're exactly and, and, right, brother. And, and, and for me, that's what I've learned to do, man. I, I've just I've just learned. The older I get, man, I've just I've just learned to sit back and say, God damn, as a sports fan, man, I'm pretty fucking lucky. I got I got a chance to see Ali. I got a chance to see Michael Jordan. I got a chance to see Dr. J. Like yep. I, I got a chance to see LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. man. Like, it's it's really not a, a whole lot that I say that I, I haven't had a chance to to see. And you, I'm and, pretty and, lucky when it comes to sports, man. To to and, to and, see and, and not not only that, not only that, not only that, there, my, but you as well being a great athlete as well. So you know what it takes to be a, a great athlete. You be an Olympic gold medalist. You running with Carl, you running with Michael Johnson and all them. So yeah, you you have been blessed and and know more about this than all of us on here right now. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But this, Lamont said it best, and that's again that's why I continuously express why. I mean, and even in basketball, to be honest with you, you could break it down even further. Like, let's be honest. If you want to say a greatest ever, like if you have to go greatest ever from basketball, break it down by position. Because that's the thing. Because again, generation by generation. Yes, the early 90s, 80s, and beyond, and before. Even like they even showed a clip of when when they was talking about Michael Jordan coming into the league, and Mark Eaton said, "Yeah, there's you know it's it's not going to be a day where there's going to be one person who runs a team, you know, who who guides a team and 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 takes over a team." But yet, yeah, it, we we can't say Michael Jordan disproved that because he needed Scotty, and he mentioned that. He needed Horace at the time. He needed his other shooters in the back. He needed Dennis Rodman at the time. It's a team game. But if you want to talk about the greatest ever from bat, just from my opinion, from a basketball perspective, you got to look at it from position by position because what I was trying to mention was the game was a big man game before Michael Jordan. I mean, there were great guards and, and, and forwards and stuff throughout the history of the game. But before the center, and we, JP was there front row ah, when Wilt scored that 100. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got your little dig in. But, 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 but nah, but, see, even, even with, with Mike, you know what I'm saying? Mike might have took it, Mike might have took it to another level, but I think Bird and Matt, especially Magic, but more so Magic and Bird made it more where the focus on perimeter-oriented players, especially Magic, with him being a six-foot-nine point guard, something we haven't seen before or even since. So LeBron we've James. had a lot of players compared to him. There's only one Magic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that's the point. Jordan, Jordan took it to another level, and, and I want to be clear with something about Michael Jordan. 
Because people always say to me sometimes, oh, Jay, you be hating Jordan and yada, yada, yada. No, I do not hate Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a top five player of all time. And if I had to go, if I had to go in my lifetime, he probably is the best player I've seen in my lifetime. But all I'm saying is there's players before Jordan and after Jordan. We all need to appreciate greatness. Just like we appreciate Wilt, Kareem, Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West's greatness. We appreciate Magic, Bird, Jordan, Dr. J's greatness. And we appreciate Kobe, LeBron James, Tim Duncan's greatness. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and like that's I said, you know, man, that's that. I, I think what made what also made Jordan so special, man, is that when you look at Magic, Magic had it of, of, of knowing how to win titles, right? Mm-hmm. Larry Bird had it on knowing how to win titles on every level, right? This was something that Mike actually had had to learn. You know what I'm saying? True. Like he had to, he, you know, and, and, I, and I don't think he gets enough credit. I don't think he gets enough credit for that in the, in, in the sense that, you know, for him to win, he had to change kind of how he played the game and how he had to trust people. Yeah, true. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, that, so, so for me, when I watched it, that also kind of kind of stuck out because it's not too many of, of, of the great ones that 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 have to kind of change their styles when it comes to having <laughs> to win. Yeah. Right. And that and that was and that was one of them things. As I just showed the picture of me giving the MJ statue the finger because of what he did, what he yeah. did for my New York Knicks. That's only why I did that. But when I left that statue that day, it gave me a different perspective and respect reading all the accolades. So again, we can't dismiss what the man's done. But Lamont, once again, you're right, because we all know what happened. We was there. We was around. We know. He didn't win shit until he got over hurdles. And until, until, and again, my opinion, I gave a lot of the credit to Phil and Tex being allowed to finally implement that triangle system, which involved the whole team. Once he learned how to involve the whole team, it was full steam ahead. You couldn't stop that Bulls train at all. The only way it stopped was MJ leaving. And that was the one way it stopped. Now, if he stayed, in my opinion, I don't think they would have the six that they have because he was done with basketball at the after the 93 season. He was done. And he expressed it in the movie. He was done. But again, back to, old errors, back to the old I mean, errors thing. It's, I mean, you I mean, I mean to be I mean to be honest with you, man. Like I can understand why Mike probably took a break, man, because not only was he going to play through June, the whole Olympic thing, and then he lost his father. People got to remember that too. I mean, you and know, still won, but still won. Yeah, yeah, he still won. But but you know, I can understand why he left the game in '93 because of that. That's a lot of pressure on you, man, and mm-hmm. and, and stress. So I, I could clearly understand why he did what he did the first time, and he had to get away, maybe to clear his head and come back refresh. Yeah, and that's what it expressed, man. But. You know, all in all, we could we could be talking about this thing all night. I think maybe sure. next week, JP, we we got to break because again, we talk about this thing. As I said, we talk about this thing by like decades, 
But because there ain't shit really going on still, let's go do the greatest at every position list. Because to me, that is the fair way to say who's the true number one. You go position by position in the NBA. Jordan, hands down, there's no two guard better than him. None, none, none. zero. You know, the center position is the most debatable, heavily. Amongst three. Is, I, 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 off top, I would say Wilt, Kareem, and Shaq. And I think for right now, we'll debate it later, but right now- I say I, Wilt, oh, Kareem, and Bill Russell. We can go, but if you're just counting rings, yeah, but level of dominance, well, I guess level of dominance and counting rings. He was dominant. Right. Bill Russell was dominant too. Yeah. He was dominant. And and now now in it there, also the racism, the racism and the pressure of being in Boston that Bill Russell had to go through, the oppression that that man had to go through. True. You gotta put all that stuff in, into into you know in, into what made him. He to the, to this day. To this day, he doesn't have love for Boston like that because of how they treated him. The man came there, they broke into his house, they, they estimated his house one time and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he has a lot of bitter feelings towards Boston. He yeah. tied his number in a private ceremony. I was like, wow. Yeah, because he has bitter feelings because of the racism he went through. So, mm-hmm. you know, that man went through a lot. True indeed, true indeed. So, you know what? We'll table this discussion for next week, man. We'll table this discussion for next week. Um... We're about to get into some football talk now. We're going to cap the show off with just uh, football things. And and the reason why this show has been called Bang Bang Play, because there's a lot of wide receivers and DBs out there that have, think they're gangbangers out there showing flashing guns and shit. But first and foremost, we got to talk about this because we are a room of black men right now. The league has just opened up doors. Well, they're talking about open up doors for us to be able to get coaching jobs. <laughs> just recently, I know they just had the NFL, uh, they had meetings just recently to discuss improving the Rooney rule. Now they did sign into effect things like, um, things like they uh, now you can, I believe even like if the coach is in the playoffs or something, you can now interview and talk with a coach while they're still, you know, while they're working. They also open it up to now two mandatory interviews. Damn, my hands are so ashy, it got di- disappeared in the... Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but now, now it's... Uh, now it's opened up now to where they, they have to hot they have to interview at least two minority candidates in each hiring session. I mean, in each, in with each coaching vacancy that there is. But last but not least, the thing that they put, they tabled for now was the awarding of draft picks for any team that decides to take a chance on a black coach as far as hiring. So JJ, with that being said, man, what what are your thoughts on this? On these, they they haven't added the the draft pick part to the amendment of the Rooney Rule, but the other situations as far as adding one more mandatory minority interview in the process. What's your thoughts about what's going on with that when it comes to the NFL? Uh, with the Rooney Rule, I think 
because NFL is over like a hundred years old. It's too many things deep rooted for African Americans to even take place. Racism is too is deeply rooted with football. You look, look at ownership. There's no black owners. Well, there's there's no black owners. Minority owners, like at one time, the the Williams sisters were partners in the Miami Dolphins, but that's minority owners. No majority. The yeah. only the only I think the only majority of person of color owner is the cons in Jacksonville. Yeah, they're, they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL, I mean, it's deep-rooted racism of the NFL, deep-rooted. I mean, they, they, get, they didn't get a, a black male coach to um, Art Shell. Yeah. And the league, and NFL, that, like, the league went through six years before they hired Art Shell, so, and even with Art, you know, even with Art Shell, I mean, the only successful ones is like Tony Dungy, Mike Tomlin, Jim Carwell, I mean, there's only a couple of them that, that was like really, really successful. Lovey, Lovey Smith made it to the Super Bowl. Yes. You know. The, the, the NFL has a good old boy network problem. That's the biggest problem with the NFL right, right. that I see. I mean, you see these guys getting recycled and getting the same jobs. They're not going to do a damn thing as far as coaching. They sucked as coach before. And how the hell does somebody like Cliff Kingsbury get a job, get a job over Eric Bieniemy, who's the offensive coordinator, who helped Andy Reid mastermind that 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 potent offense in Kansas City? Come on, man, are you serious? Cliff Kingsbury didn't do shit at Texas Tech as a college coach. You would give this man an NFL job? That's case in point. What's the other dude at, at um with the Jets? Adam Gase. Come yeah. on, man. Suck with the Come he on. sucked with the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, and, 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 then, of- and then when a, and then when a black coach does get a job. What do they put him on? A sucky ass team. Well, with, with a real, with a real bad. Yeah, on, well, man. it's that's a matter of getting the foot in the door first and foremost. And yeah, the whole good old boys network, as far as ownership is concerned, this is again, this is generational wealth, generational mentalities, and I mean, even too as of late, I think that I mean, you you even heard some sports reporters on TV even calling that out, the whole good old boy mentality, good old boy network, and how these the, the, just the money is too long in these families for any of them to ever relinquish power fully, to even ever even consider selling teams to, you know, to, to any black or people of color, you know, for ownership. Um, and, and I mean, it's... It's one of those, I get it, kind of, if you feel a certain kind of way. It's still a step forward, even though it's sad that we're still saying things like this are steps forward first of blah, 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 blah. All the bullshit narratives that they tie to situations like this. Mm -hmm. We should Mm -hmm. be past these things by now. I mean, hell, again, when 70% of your workforce is people of color and you are still struggling to at least have people of leadership role, i.e. coaching people of color. Like we mentioned, how did Arab enemy not get a shot over a cliff? Bruh, Kingsbury? I, 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 I don't understand out. how Eric enemy didn't get a job this off season, especially if this man helped lead Kansas city to the super bowl. I don't understand. Yeah. Or like, how, how did he get a shot at an NFL job? Or, or even a Byron Leftwich, who's, you know, yes. hated, hated or love it. Jacksonville, 
I mean, they say he's been doing a great job as a coach, a quarterback coach in Jacksonville. And, you know, it's no, he wasn't in Jacksonville. That was when he was a quarterback was in Jacksonville. He is with Tampa as a quarterback coach because he was under, um, you know, the the, the head coach of, of Tampa. Him. Huh? Bruce Arians. Yes, Bruce Arians. Thank you. He was with him in Arizona. He's doing him over here. Like, and everybody seems to love him in the coaching role. So how does somebody like, again, Adam, Adam Gase, we know what happened with him in Miami. You, you fail, you fail at your job and you get promoted upward or not even promoted upward. You get a lateral move. Hmm. You sucked as a college coach as Cliff Kingsbury and you get a promotion upward because you are familiar with the quarterback that the team wanted to draft. Hmm. That's just uh, hated to love it. That's just a part of privilege. And Matt Matt Rule went from Baylor to um That's Carolina. The other one. That's the other one. Yeah. That's the other one. But Baylor Baylor was he uh, Baylor was a decent program though under him. Yes. Baylor was a decent program. He changed tempo and he changed Baylor. I mean, he, he changed his programs. Right, he had to fix Baylor because remember what happened with the previous coach. Yeah, they got they got bombed, mm-hmm. Make allegations and they're, they're straight straight on. Yep, F tarts, straight F tarts down in Baylor. <laughs> you can say the word. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of fuck tarts down in um, Waco, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> they're wild. Them boys wilding out. Yeah, like, come here, oh, girl. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, old caveman shit, right? Yeah, yo, you and, and you know Baylor, Baylor's um campus. We rode past that. What was that, Jay? We were down in Texas at time. What was it? We rode past that. Twenty seventeen practice field. Twenty eighteen. I'm sorry. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, their facilities are amazing. Hey, yeah, I was probably you wait for that. Usually you be sleep. But Matt Rule. <laughs> but again, but Matt Rule woke me up. You woke me up for that that part. You're like, yo, there's Baylor. Yeah, you had to see that because if you missed that. You can see the whole campus off 35. It was all that. But Matt Rule fixed the program, so I could see where well, he Matt Rule's a great coach. He, I can see where he goes ahead of a, of a Cliff Kingsbury. You, and, and you, yes. And you, I'm going to tell you something. I think Matt Rule definitely deserved that job in Carolina. I hope he's very, very successful. He was a great coach at Temple. Yes. He turned that program around at Baylor. I, I really, I'm really pulling for Matt Rule to really – be a successful coach of the NFLs. I think that man is a very good damn coach. With my with my boy Teddy Bridgewater too. Teddy Bridgewater and and and, and, and another person. Teddy Bridge, yes, and another person you better look out for. JJ, you're familiar with this with this guy. This guy right here might get an NFL coaching job one day. But first, I think he'll do a hell of a job in college as Fran Brown, former Camden High School quarterback. Who's at Rutgers to recruit and coordinate? He's rising up quick. The top ten recruiting class in the country. Remember that name. He's rising he up real quick. Rising star in college football. Hey, by twenty twenty five, he's gonna be somewhere. He's gonna be and doing gonna do a great job. Yep. Everybody from your area is gonna be a rising star. Nah, Fran Brown. Fran Brown's the truth. Fran Brown's the truth. Brown the truth. Yo, when believe, when have you heard about? I believe when, y'all. I believe y'all. When, when have you heard about Rutgers having a top ten recruiting program ever? Not since uh, what's his name, Rich Ray, Ray Rice. Maybe Ray Rice was there. Yeah, that's about it. 
Hey, what was the what was Rutgers' last national championship? <laughs> never. Fenson, nineteen forty-seven. Wow, that that's how crazy Rutgers is. JP saw it. That's how crazy Rutgers University is. Is with the pom pom sideline. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, yo, let's get on to the last few topics of the show, man. Okay. Bang bang plays. These niggas wildin'. First one we're gonna get into is this one. DeAndre Baker and Quentin oh, Dunbar. Wow. Two NFL players turned themselves in after party goers robbed at gunpoint. Now, as the article reads, that these two dudes were alleged to have been at a well, they were at the party, but they were alleged to have pretty much stuck up the party, robbed people of jewelry, money, things of that nature. But in my opinion, fortunately for them, They've had a number of people each on their behalf write statements, show proof that they weren't there. Mm. They weren't at this party. Mm. Freaking Dunbar, no, Baker had to post a $200,000 bond. Dunbar had to post a $100,000 bond because of four counts it said four counts of armed robbery with a firearm. Mm. Like this jail mm-hmm. website said. Now, again, this is all alleged. This is all alleged. And I, I for these guys, I'm just saying I'm fortunate. I, I feel fortunate for them that they got people on their side to prove that they weren't there. They didn't do this, things of that nature. I'm shocked not to be disrespectful, but I'm shocked that in this time of everybody wearing masks, why are we not hearing more stories about shit like this? You know, like people getting away with shit because their face is covered. I, I don't know. But the next story, and then we'll get into discussing just all this overall. It's Cody Latimer. Yeah. Cody Latimer from the Redskins to appear in court soon over a gun charge. Now, Cody, <laughs> yeah, Cody was with his friends over a card game. Well, let me find a portion of the, the article that, that mentions it. Once again, ESPN is the source for this one. I think it's right here. After hearing Latimer's attorney, her, uh, no, 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 no. Latimer, who was arrested at 3.15 a.m. Saturday has been ordered to return for a July 24th court date. He's facing charges of assault in the second degree, menacing, illegal discharge of a firearm, prohibited use of weapon, and reckless endangerment. According to police, Latimer and another card player got into a heated argument during a poker game at the home of Roderick English, who told police that Latimer is his best friend. English said he separated the two in the argument and ordered everyone to leave his apartment. This shit right here, they said that this one, the storyline behind this is just, is deep. Deeper than what they're given in these reports on TV, all of that stuff. But 
what's up with these wide receivers and DBs in this offseason? Just bugging the fuck out. Like, what, what's going on? Like, what, what was it, number, what was number one, if they're guilty, they're going to get cut, number one. Well, I, Baker already got cut from the Giants. Did he really? He got cut? I believe he did. I think I seen it on the, the first round cover of the post. Last year. I think I seen it on the cover but of the see, post. This Baker was supposed to be a top five to ten pick in the draft before the Giants got him at 30. But they said a checker pass is the reason why he dropped. Hmm. So he, I mean, they, they some people consider him to be the best corner in the country. He was at Georgia. But um, the, the brother, the, the last one, what was his name? The, the last one from the Redskins that you mentioned? Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer. He might have a legitimate case. I understand what you're talking about. Because allegedly, the reason why he pulled his gun on that dude was because it had to do with his four-year-old son allegedly being sexually violated, from what I understand. By that the, person? I, I, I didn't say by a, a close friend. I don't know. That's what they. That's what the rumor mill was. But if that's the case, all charges should be dropped, period. Um, yeah, you know how I feel about that one. All charges should I be agree. dropped. I agree. Uh, I understand why he took his gun out and did what he did with that. Yeah, but over a card game, and you 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 you're affecting the other people that are around. That might have had nothing to do with that. So that's kind of the fucked up thing behind yeah, it. They, 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 they said the whole thing with Baker and them was the, I think they said it was seventy thousand dollars on the line or something like that. So they were like, man, but you know you shouldn't. You shouldn't be in a situation like that if you you gambling that much money and robbing people of seventy thousand dollars. You shouldn't put your allegedly. You shouldn't be putting right. yourself in that type of position. Right, like JJ. Again, I mean, just off of uh, off off the surface level of this, like you're all NFL players, especially knowing how today's times work. Social media, cameras on you twenty four seven. At what point, I mean, we're all men. They hit the real nigga mode quick. <laughs> but at what point do we have to, rem- like, these guys got to remember, yo, I am an NFL player. I am in this high-profile position. Let me, let me break maybe it down I, to you. Maybe I need to mind myself in the way I move. Let me, let me break right it down to you. The vocab word right now is bulletproof. You're nine years old, you're the man in Pop Warner. You go to middle school, you're the man in Pop Warner, you know, middle school football. You got three or four girlfriends. You're in high school, you're going to camps everywhere. You're a four or five star athlete. You go to your college visit, more girls waiting for you. You sign, and other people on the side might be paying you after you sign. You go to college, you got nothing to worry about. You know, you got a car, you got your dorm room, you got Unlimited money when it comes to meal money with you know, college football in the weight room. They're projecting you to be a millionaire. They're projecting you to make eight, nine digits by age 30. You're bulletproof. You don't, you don't, until you lose everything, you're going to keep doing what you're doing because it's like, oh, it ain't going to happen to me. I, I can get five or six lawyers. Everything's going to be cool. Until you lose, you got to lose everything, like Antonio Brown, example. You got to be out the game and lose everything before you're like, okay, I messed up. Not Antonio Brown. Better example is Johnny Manziel. Somebody lost, somebody lost everything. These young boys, they're bulletproof, man. Like, they don't think nothing affect them until they take everything away from them. And it's like, oops. They have no, 
they have nobody, they, they're not being held accountable for their actions. A lot of them aren't because they got a whole bunch of yes men around them because a lot of these dudes around them ought to think about themselves and how much money I can get from them and how much money am I going to make. You got to know how to tell little Johnny or little Eddie or whatever everybody or somebody, no, you can't be doing this. No, this is not right. So, so you know, you got to get rid of the yes man. You got to give them a dose of reality. But how you gonna give a dose of reality, as you say, JJ, when you got when you're the man, everywhere you go, since the time you were 10, 11 years old playing youth football up through college, and now you're a first round pick in the NFL, really can't tell you nothing then. That's why you gotta start them young and teach them some type of discipline. And how to and how to live that way, because not all, but some people use these kids for their own benefit. And, and, yep. and, you know, they bought out for mom, bought out for grandma, bought out for the boys. He jokes at Bulletproof. All right, Michael Vick's another example. Until you lose everything, you know, yeah, you don't know nothing about reality. When you lose everything, that's when, you know, reality hits you. You're like, okay, you know, somebody throwing $5,000 bank account to start over. Like um, what T.I. did to um, Mike Vick. Somebody throw a 5000 bank account to start over. Then you feed your kids, take care of your wife. But the Mike Vick documentary, pretty much, that's the prime example of, what the young boys need to watch, where hundred million dollar contract, dog fighting, lost everything. Yeah, yeah. Went from hundred million to five thousand bank account, five thousand dollar loan. Yeah. And I think I think I think also not to not to just talk not to just keep over the Michael Vick thing. I really think if Michael Vick was focused, we we talk about how Mahomes revolutionized the quarterback position. I think Michael Vick could have revolutionized this and took this whole thing to no, a whole he, level. He was getting by on natural God-given gifts that he was given. On that point right there, though, there's no I think he could have. Michael Vick did. He was a great Michael player, Vick, yeah. Michael, no, it's I'm not, saying you know he was a great player, but he, he at his time, re-revolutionized how a quarterback is perceived. Again, you're right. He the, the fastest guy on the field, damn near just about every position. Mm-hmm. Cannon of an arm, though his accuracy was questionable. If he was able to stay on his path, yeah, a lot of different things could have been done. But, excuse me, his comeback was also a success story, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He was able to make it back to the league. We've seen what he did in Philadelphia by way of him torching the Giants for that huge comeback. And then I believe that was also with the miracle of the Meadowlands too. And, and, Shout and out to Sean Jackson. And he also had he also had one of the best football games you ever want to see a football player play on Monday night football against the Redskins that 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 year as well. That was one of the most dominating performances I've ever seen in my life. And so Michael NFL, Vick Michael Vick evolved the game to where we have a Lamar Jackson. Yes. Meaning gaining the respect that he deserves. We have a Pat Mahomes that is a mix of semi-Mike Vick speed along with Aaron Rodgers' accuracy, freaking big, huge arm. Like, he, he... he he is that prototype that kind of ushered in those kind of guys. He he's also he is that prototype to kind of usher in people paying attention to their Madden ratings too. 
<laughs> that nigga was 99, everything. Right. And, and Dan, another person I think think who should get a shout out to as well is Andy Reid. When nobody else would give Mike Vick a chance, Andy Reid gave Mike Vick a chance. That's why I love Andy Reid as a coach. Love that man. Yep. He really believes in redemption and giving young men a second chance, even if they did fuck up. And, and not gotta get fuck all the bullshit and all that. Yep. I still love Andy Reid to this day, man. That's still why, love Andy Reid. That's why, that's why, like, with Kansas City winning that chip this year was it like, redeemed, it redeemed him. Yeah, it redeemed, and it's not like and it, revisionist history. People, people that don't research and only look at shit surface level, they forget that Andy Reid already had a Super Bowl in his back pocket. Which bring back. He just wasn't the head man. That's it. Mm-mm. And if you look, if you look at his record, if you look at his record as a head coach, his record stands with anybody who coached the game ever. To be honest with you, I got two hundred plus wins. Absolutely, got two hundred plus wins. Yeah, but look at the the order: eleven and five years, thirteen and threes, twelve and four years. I'm not five five NFC championships in a row. Five NFC championships. I don't think it was in a row. It was. I don't think it was in a row, but. We he had still NFC championships, for six overall, and he got himself a Super Bowl. Definitely a Hall of Fame coach. Absolutely, probably, like and and has a chance, and has a chance to even get maybe a couple more before he retires. Yeah, but I'm not like I said, I'm not on JP time with it when it comes to the two team thing. But I've mentioned it before on the show, and I've said it again. If it wasn't for me bleeding Philly green. I was easily going to, I easily back in the day when they weren't shit would have been a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Thanks to the Nigerian nightman, Derek Thomas. Yeah. I could have easily been a Chiefs fan, but the Minister of Defense and Randall Cunningham with his 14 karat gold shoelaces and his shoulder pads, (laughs) that's what made me an Eagles fan. But last but not least, before we move on though, it just reminded me now, just quick thoughts on this whole Zion Williamson situation that's going down, that's potentially bringing backlash to Duke. Me personally, I don't think shit's going to happen to Duke because it's Duke, blue blood school, blue blood college basketball program, Maisha Shefsi, one one of the greatest basketball coaches, period, possibly the greatest college basketball coach ever, debatable. I don't think anything is really going to happen to Duke because it's Duke. JJ, what's your thoughts? Remember, Krasetsky was the Olympic coach too, so Duke, nothing's going to happen to Duke. It's pretty much going to be Zion versus whoever. Yeah. If he pays I, enough money, then it's going to be brushed underneath the um, carpet. I agree. JP? All I'm going to say is NCAA, screw yourself. I have Absolutely. no problem. freaking lootly. You need to be disbanded. Like I said, disband the slave plantation of the NCAA. I have no problem with Zion getting his compensation or doing whatever. That's why the G League is going to take you dumbasses over because you know how to market your players, stupid ass NCAA. Give you that. Give you that Arsenio Hall. Who, 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 who? And, and while you're at it, while you're at it, bring back them EA games back too. They were the best games ever. JJ could attest to that. You remember all the classic games? Hey, 1974, oh. 1974 NC State versus 
1967 UCLA, yes, sir. Yo, no, no, not the classic basketball game, but well, yeah, on the video game. But yeah. yo, like we was um we was I made a post, shout out to my nerd core group, made a post in there talking about what was the games that affected your childhood. And somebody mentioned NCAA basketball for Super Nintendo, and I totally forgot how dope that game was. On top of on top of NCAA football, which was a dope game, you know the the college yeah. basketball as it grew along and kind of it sucked later in life, but the football game was yo people people stopped playing Madden for that game. That's how big that game was. Yeah, the basketball game we used to play at JP's um mom's house. So Mike used to take Arkansas when they had Darnell Robinson. We fucking dunked on three people. I'm still pissed behind <laughs> that. But um, Mike used to take Arkansas. He used to take NC State with David Thompson. Oh, we used to rock. We used to freaking rock. Oh man, we used to we used to be in there from twelve from 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 twelve p.m. to like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> just yo, Dan, just playing NCAA basketball. It got I sense. It. I believe it, man. Me and my boys used to have those sessions with with Street Fighter, with Star Fox, with GoldenEye, like. Mainly with Super Nintendo days, it was Street Fighter 2, Star Fox. We used to be on heavy. Hey, hey, hey Dan, but I, I'm going to tell you a story about JJ, though. JJ used to cheat, though, with, with college football. I remember one time he created a running back that was like 6'5", about 350-some <laughs> pounds. Had 99 speed, right? <laughs> yeah, ran a 4-3-40. You couldn't even tackle him. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, Dan, had him a fullback. So if I needed that first down on 32, he got it. That's but it. Man, he put the hole in. Running back got 100 yards. He had 100 yards. My tight end caught for 100 yards. It was great. <laughs> that's another That's another joint we're going to have to do, JP, man. We're going to have to talk about sports video games and sports video game history and shit like that, man. Because yeah, you know, we, got got, we go back from like RBI baseball to Nintendo, bases loaded, freaking Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Bowl <laughs> 2. Yo, Tyson's punch out. Yo, Tech Mobile, rest in Bo peace. Jackson. Rest in peace of my Jackson man, Mike Kendrick. Tech Mobile. I used to run him ragged. Yeah, I was just saying, rest in peace of my man, Mike Kendrick's man, who died, got killed years ago. But when Cats used to be at his house around the corner for me playing, yo, if you use the Raiders with Bo Jackson and you just had them turbo thumbs on the control, you was unbeatable. <laughs> You was unbeatable. You just yo, it was fucking just but yo, one of the ill things like I remember too, like just thinking about video games now, like when I had the Xbox and I forgot what year Madden I had. On the Xbox, they had well, I, I think it was in all the Maddens, but I was playing it on Xbox. They had a team when you was able to create a team and they had the Mark Echo team. Mm. Where they had Mark Echo, they had the Echo uniforms. It was a red uniform with white, and it had the Rhino logo on it. You had mm-hmm. people like Angie Martinez on the team, mad different rappers of that era all on the team. Yo, it was so ill. You was able. I remember on the Xbox, you was able to like upload C- music CDs, download it into the system, and then play your regular music while over the game music. Yo, we're gonna, you know what? We'll tell TJ next week. We'll talk about some of the best game sports games in history, and then we'll break down the NBA greatest players by position. 
I think that's the show next week. I, I don't know if you like that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. JJ, you coming back next week? Yes, sir. Cool, right. cool. I'll be here. So with, with that being said, man, big ups and thank you to everybody. 82 comments tonight and four shares in the thread, man. Big ups to everybody who's come through. Gladstone's been chiming in late. As he said, when we was talking about the college uh, basketball shit, you better pay these niggas. You know, big ups to Sammy, big ups to everybody who's been in the comments tonight, kicking it with us. Yeah, thank you thank to everybody you who shared us tonight. Um, Jason Spencer, Face Mob. Face Mob. Jason Richardson came through also. Big ups to him, man. Just big ups to everybody. My man Jerry West came through. Lizzie came through. Lisey came through. My bad. Jules Gabriel came through. Man, big ups to everybody who came through and kicked it with us tonight. JJ, you know what to do besides the power fist. Final thoughts. Final shout outs. Hey, thanks for walking me back. Had a good time. Um, you know, went around a circle, you know, always talking about modern day stuff. You know, Last dance, I'm still like, wow. Um, like I said, the, the word bulletproof, you gotta keep that in mind with the young boys because you could talk to them, but if they about to get eight or nine digits, they're gonna do whatever they want. That's pretty much my final thought, bulletproof. JPZ. Um, first off, I, I um, since we were talking about rest in peace, I gotta, I really have to start off with, uh, first off, my um, thoughts and prayers go out to my my, my brother, brother, um, Lewis Norman, who lost his mother last Thursday. Oh, Got to no. give that shout outs to me and JJ's big brother, Will, who we lost two years ago. Absolutely. And Absolutely. last but not least, JJ, I think this is around the time to shout outs to our Big brother Chris Donaldson, man, who yes, sir, uh, May thirtieth, yes, sir. Who we lost two years ago as well, man. And tonight, this show is dedicated to you all, man. You know, and you know, I want to thank JJ for coming on, Senior Estes for him coming on. We gotta get that flip phone straight. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get that Miami Vice flip phone. I know you're gonna kill me for saying that. And of JJ, course, that was the first funniest joke that JP said in like the past month and a half. Man, stop it. I say funny jokes all the time. That whack ass Sammy J don't be saying no funny ass jokes. Because I call him the ball clapper. That's what I call him. But, but also, shout outs to you, of course, the mayor, for a great show. And of course, last but not least, shout outs to Lamont Smith, man. Always a pleasure to have the brother on. As we yes. tell the people, Olympic gold medalists and you know, you don't get people like that to come on your show. And we're always grateful for him to come on the show. Absolutely. Big ups to Dogfish Head tonight. They're not sponsoring, but Miles Davis Bitches Brew. It's a seasonal beer that comes out. It got me right. And I'm going to bed after this. <laughs> but, um, you know, also, too, one, one other rest in peace shout out we forgot to mention because we black men's and we talking about this stuff. Rest in peace to Mr. Bob Watson, baseball's yes. first black general manager. As it says here via the New York Times, former major league major leaguer, he shattered the racial barriers in 1994 with the Houston Astros. Two years later, he was the Yankees GM and New York began his championship run. This man right here was the architect 
for the 90s run of the New York Yankees World Series championships. Mm-hmm. Black man goes unnoticed, goes unmentioned. Rest in peace to Mr. Bob Watson, gone at 74 years old. As a Yankee fan, thank you. Thank you. I got to see five of them things in my lifetime. Thank you. Peace to J. Peace to JP. Peace to you, JJ, Kev, who had the uh, you know, he had the cricket phone going on tonight. And uh <laughs> You know, Lamont's Lamont's Obama phone ran out of minutes and it didn't contain video, so that didn't work tonight. Wow. Um, peace to uh TJ who couldn't make it on tonight. And uh shout outs to y'all who who been kicking with us, man. I thank you all. As always, continue to share. <laughs> Last joke before we out of here fully. Sammy J said JP got a lace front beard. <laughs> And with that being said, y'all, we say peace. With some ball clapping stuff. Get out of here. We say peace. And we'll see y'all next week, y'all. Peace. (laughs) Lace front beard. (laughs)